What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the good old Angry Nation uh, with your favorite Angry American. And as always, Mr. Bob T. Toombs of Mountain Readiness and Sularu of Sularu and Tactical Rifleman. Emery is dealing with a family emergency right now, and so we're not sure what's up. We're waiting to hear from him. But we're mixing tonight. We're mixing the Angry American Nation with the Bear Nation, which is a lot of crossover there, probably 100%, my guess, as it is. What's up, Bear? What's up, bro? How are you? I'm good, man. How you been? What's going on in the Bear Nation? I mean, I track your videos and watch your stuff, but uh, just anything new, anything uh, fun. I mean, we can't talk about the fun stuff we were just talking about. But no, we can't else, talk about that, fun? but... You know, you know, when like people put a, a bunch of irons in the fire, right? And uh, the reason you typically put a bunch of irons in the fire is like three or four of them are not going to work out. Yeah, that didn't happen with us. So I have seven irons that we're all just trying to pound and quench at the same time. So uh, between the, the businesses and the ministries, it's, um, you know, 100 hour weeks consistently. But everything's good, man. Uh, the father's been good to us. Refuge Medical, Refuge Training, Grindstone and Caleb House are kind of like the big four. And then, of course, Bear Independent, you know, here on the Internet. And it all kind of stemmed from Bear Independent back in the day. Had this stupid little YouTube channel because uh, mm-hmm. people were giving bad prepping advice. And I was like, I should probably make a video. It was really my wife. She was like, hey, you should talk about that. Like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. make a video. She's like, then shut up. All right. I have to make a video. I, I so remember we are. early videos, man. I remember way back in the day. Like, I remember when construction started and yeah. going through it, you were still shooting with green board and, and Romex hanging from the ceiling. And some they, were they were terrible. They were terrible. They're still bad. I mean, I have the worst production quality on the internet. I just never... I'm. St- this is the same camera that I've been using for five years that a patron sent me. Like I've just never upgraded anything. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and here and here we are for sure. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm just starting to upgrade stuff. I've got lights and a camera. This is a crazy camera. It's not a like a production quality camera. It's an actual webcam, but it's a little bitty thing, and it'll track and do all this stuff if you want it to. But I have to turn all that off. But it's a nice 4K camera, so. <laughs> Do you cover it with a post-it note like uh, that Facebook guy does, Zuckerberg? Now, when this one turns off, it points up down, so you can't see nothing. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like I should cover all my cameras up, but I don't. And so the NSA probably has thousands of hours of filming me, which is cool. Oh, they do it for your TV and everything else, bro. I, you know, I stopped worrying about that years ago. Although I, I do <laughs> I do still hunt hidden networks and things like that. I've got some equipment that lets me uh, look for signals, uh, you know. I've got uh, spectrum analyzers and, and other stuff. So I'm always looking for signals because I live in a boonies like you do, dude. So I know what signals are around me. Mm-hmm. You know? Not like not like in the boonies like uh, Sue and T. They, they they live up in the hollers in the mountains. I live in the swamps of Florida. So. Yeah, all those the moonshine steals and I married my cousin and sister and whatever. Yeah, it's in those areas. I mean, it happens, right? We, have, yeah, we, we, go, we go to family reunions to pick up chicks. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Sue's family tree's got a transformer hanging on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what do you First time I've that one. I need to talk to you. Oh, that's an original of mine when I worked for the power company. I came up that, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to use that now and again. <laughs> what do you got to this week, Sue? I can talk to you none, man. Or T. He's off in his own world. Yeah, he is. <laughs> right. Yes, I, yeah, he's doing his thing. How you been up to then, how about you? How about you, Sue? 
I'm doing I'm doing real well. I uh, spent the weekend in uh, down by uh, Fayetteville or by Fort Bragg, but now it's Fort Liberty. And uh, uh, no, it's Fort Bragg. Don't ever say that again. It's Fort Bragg. Yes. Special Forces lost one of uh, one of our icons, uh, Billy Wall, the guy who wrote Hunting the Jackal, passed away at 93 years old down there in Florida where you're at. Yeah. And uh, he, he actually had three memorials, one in Ballstrip, Texas, one down there in Tampa, where SOCOM headquarters is at. And then uh, <clears throat> this Saturday, we we jumped in his ashes to Rayford Drop Zone because Billy Wall was also back when he was a Green Beret in Vietnam. He was one of the first people to actually do a combat infiltration using the halo technique, high altitude, low opening, you know, that was commonly called skydiving nowadays, you know, so. And um, now we've got Henry in the house. Look at that fine setup. Look at that, good. Look at that man. It's all slick. No, you stop it. Stop it some more. Come on. Freshly. <laughs> I mean, he's sharp. sharp. Oh, stop it. Well, I've, I just got home after three weeks out. And so I had to, you know, unhobo myself. But, uh, how you doing brother i haven't seen you in forever yeah waco bro it's been since waco i think in a minute yep how are you awesome awesome, awesome. Hey, we need to get together again yes sir yeah let's let's do it for sure you know we got no. to uh we got to check out one of bear's classes uh and it was right before like a five or six day class that we did and uh man i tell you people don't run medical training like that. Uh, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people give really good information, but people don't get you amped up and they don't get you to essentially get, as we call it, schnitzeled in the, in the, you know, in the dirt and stuff and then have to do your stuff. I, I did, so. I, I did one of his classes in Tallahassee that was at a hotel and even in a conference room, they know how to put people under pressure in a conference room in a hotel. It was it was unique, very unique what you guys did, Bear. Uh, and and to see the look on people's faces the first time they come in, they've got like an airsoft gun and they'll start just clapping off rounds, telling people, you know, you've been hit, get your tourniquet on now. And they all just sit there kind of look around. And I'm like, what? What? We're like, no, this is the scenario. Go. Mm-hmm. And so it was really good, man. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's like I take tac med for granted now. Like I don't even it's so there's so much automaticity. I don't even think about it anymore. And so you, you forget the things that you've mastered, how new they might be to somebody else, right? Like what the barriers to entry might be for somebody else. To me, it's a no brainer because we've trained like 3,500 people in the last couple of years on the road. And we've just done it so many times. I don't think about it anymore, but when you see somebody who's brand new to it and a lot of them are like the, you know, I'm, I'm the thin line in between civility and chaos kind of, you know, operator dudes and, you know, the shades and the CCW and the whole nine. And you fire three rounds with an airsoft gun and everybody freezes. It's like, I thought half of y'all were carrying what's going on, you know? (laughs) And so just breaking people out of their normalcy because you're not an emergency is by its very nature abnormal. Right. Like yeah. it's not going to be a calm day at the office when somebody gets shot or something blows up or there's a car wreck. So rather, you know, when uh, Carl and Emery first showed up to that class of Waco, they pull in and they're leaning up on the bumper and they're just laughing. I'm like, what's up? And Carl goes, dude, what unit is this, dude? I'm like, it's not a unit. They're civilians. 
He goes, holy shit, those are civilians. I'm like, yeah. And they paid us to do this to them. And then they just laughed even more. Um, so that's what we do, right? It's we have to induce some stress so that you actually find out where the line is for you, what condition black looks like for you. And you can develop the reps under stress, because if you can't do it under stress, it doesn't matter. So. Very true. Very that's true. what I got on that. That's like in the when Alan and I did the book Decline and Decay together, uh, we put a whole mm-hmm. chapter in there about pressure testing, pressure testing your kit, pressure testing yourself, pressure testing your friends, you know, your team members, uh, because you never really know how you're going to react unless you've been pressure tested. Not that not that Sue or Emery or even even T know anything about pressure testing. Uh, those guys live soft lives, and you know, and it shows. It does. <laughs> Well, well, most, I, people, these hands. most people haven't, though, you know, pressure testing, man. I, I used to weld uh, parallel plate heat exchangers for a living. <laughs> had to pre- test those for pressure every day. keyboard warrior anymore. My lanolin hands, you know, my lanolin hands. I got, you know, softer, got a little dirt. They did. They did. I've been, I've been divorced four times. I know what pressure is. I, <laughs> you guys got nothing on I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> 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 I'm unfortunately uh, it's just uh, it's just easy no just keep her plus i still like her so I'm yeah. just keep her, you know and i know you're watching so 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 what else did uh uh bear i mean we'll, we'll get into more stuff later but uh what other kind of fun stuff have you been up to man um so you know we're building a restoration facility for juvenile human trafficking survivors which is pretty cool um and we got convicted to do that a couple of years ago because we were actually working at another restoration facility. But it started with, hey, can you come and help us repair some of our floors? Sure. You know, we're, we're construction-y. we got a bunch of guys that are construction-y. We have tools. We'll show up and help. And then ultimate scope creep. Instead of doing like the floors in one half of a building, we ended up doing like we touched everything on property. It's just dozens of acres, dozens of buildings, the well, the septic, all the electrical, the HVAC, the roofs, everything. And uh, w- while we were there doing that, just got super convicted. Like there, there has to be more of these. There has to be a, a place to put kids back together again. And so we started our second 501c3 because I wasn't busy enough to begin with. And um, so we founded Caleb House, which is a juvenile restoration, uh, human trafficking survivor restoration facility. And that was, the the plan was, we're gonna build this facility and then we'll staff the civility. And then when kids get rescued, there'll be a DHS sanctioned place that they can go to so they can recover. Um, And we don't have a, a time limit on our program because I'm not going to tell a four-year-old they have a year to get their shit together before I kick them out again, right? So that was the plan. Build the building, build the team, put those together, bring kids in after the fact, and then restore them. Um, But the father had other plans, and we got a phone call, and it was uh, somebody who knew somebody who needed help. So we wanted to check that out, go investigate that phone call three hours later, uh, one of my guys who was on the ground, he's like, I need an extraction team now. Okay. So I called some friends. We hopped in a truck. We go do an extraction. And then another one. And then another one. And then another one because the the first extraction led to the third, led to the second, which led to the third. And start started uncovering this ring. And 
Uh, so we've had to set up a network of safe sites and staff those, you know, with security personnel and victim services personnel and the whole nine. And so now we have 24 kids ages one to 19 uh, without having the facility to put them in yet. But I still think it was the right thing to do because I don't think I could live with myself knowing that we had the opportunity to go and then we didn't, if that makes sense. So building Caleb house, still doing grindstone stuff. We got uh, grindstone is our disaster relief ministry. So after hurricanes and tornadoes and the like, we just wheels up and go help. We don't charge the homeowner. We don't charge the county or the state, or we don't take FEMA money. We're just all privately supported, show up with heavy equipment and chainsaws and food and field kitchens and just bless people to the best of our ability. And we typically look for the people who last week didn't know how they were going to buy groceries and this mm -hmm. week don't have a house anymore, yeah. right? Because the, the people that have insurance, they're, they're going to be okay. Minor inconvenience, a tree fell through my house. Here's some vouchers for the hotel down the street. You know, the insurance adjuster will come out. You'll get a check. Your house will be rebuilt. No insurance. Uh, that's a whole nother ball game, man. You know, and most of the time the VIX, the vehicles are smashed and mm -hmm. all the, uh, all the infrastructure is destroyed. And so we go in there and we do what we can to help. And what's cool is that you talk about pressure testing is that it creates an opportunity for people who are interested in preparedness to come and be a blessing to somebody else to come and do good shit, but also pressure test their systems. Bring your bug out bag and live out of it for 10 days. You'll find yeah. out real quick what you need and what you don't need. Right. And so, you know, we do that. We do refuge stuff. And I occasionally I talk at the Internet, which is what we're doing this evening. So how about you? What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a couple of years. It's just writing books, man. You know, and then life happening. We're trying to get this thing made into a TV show, uh, you know, and that's that's got some roadblocks at the moment that I'm trying to unblock. Started that today, by the way, Holly, just so you know that conversation. Um, and, you know, we started this podcast with these guys because it's a great group of guys. Um, T, why don't you tell, why don't you tell uh, Bear about what we got going on uh, in October and, and what we're doing moving forward with that thing? Because it'd be a great opportunity for, for Bear's folks to show up and set up a booth as well. Cool. For sure, for sure. So, uh, long story short, I am not an ex-military guy, anything like that. Just the average Joe who uh, grew up in a in a more simplistic lifestyle for the first fifteen years of life. But um, you know, my wife and that's I really, moved that's here. That's really watering that down. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no electricity. No running water. Middle of nowhere until I was no 15 house. when I left home and yeah, yeah. no house, living in tents, uh, cooking on campfires. Pretty much so survivors barely surviving. You know, you'd be surprised what the, the human body can get used to when it has to. Right. We all know that it's uh, and, and testing, testing that, that pressure testing. Uh, that was kind of a, a normal thing for us, you know, but uh, what you guys are talking about there with the pressure testing, that's exactly what everybody needs to do. So, and I have gotten, you know, soft over these past few years of sitting in front of computer screens and turning light switches on and off. But um, mountain readiness was something my wife, Amber and I put together uh, kind of the same thing that you were talking about. We saw a lot of people doing a lot of stuff on TikTok that was dangerous and you shouldn't be teaching people. And we are not experts by any any means, 
we, we put this together to bring like-minded people together to learn from each other and build community and make those connections uh, that are next. No, that's, it's, it's necessary uh, because the lone wolf thing doesn't work. We all know that you can't do it all. And so much in this day and age, people get the blinders of a mindset. I'm a prepper. I'm a bushcrafter. I'm a, ta- a tactical guy. I'm a, uh, you know, whatever. I'm a homesteader. And so last May, we decided to put on an event uh, that consisted of bringing all these different individuals together in one spot. We had the tactical, we, we had Chris and his guys. We had homesteaders from Homesteader from America. We, we had bushcrafters. We had preppers. Brought them all one one place and said, "Hey, look, you know, look what all we all this common ground that we have that you guys are missing out on by, you know, secluding yourself to just this one group." So it went off pretty good for the first one, I think. And so now we're going to do it yearly, and we are trying to do one in the middle of the year as well, which is October the twentieth through the twenty second. We'll be releasing everything July thirty first, Monday for tickets and all the classes and we'd love to have you out there if you have a free free moment it's uh harmony north carolina got a 106 acre campground there that we do all the stuff at and uh check your calendar if you can make it out man we'd love you have you set up promote what you're doing i mean it's you're doing some great stuff i appreciate that um hey do you have yeah. a website for that is there a link we do we do uh, www.mountainreadiness.com. Mountainreadiness.com. Very cool. All together. We we're going to call it Appalachian Readiness, but we found out people can't spell it. So we we're like, just, just go with Mountain Dude, Readiness. That's no shit. You know what you should do? You should start a YouTube channel and right name there. it Bear Independent and see how many angry emails you get. Yeah. I tried oh, to you, email right. you. I'm, okay, well, what was the email address? It was B-A-R-E-E-N-D-U-H-N-T-L-M-N-P-Q.org. Like, no shit if I didn't get your email because spelling's hard. We're still having problems down again with readiness. You know, he was like, <laughs> R-E-A-D-Y-N-E. I'm like, well, almost. Almost you know, I, I'm curious, how many questions do y'all get where it's like, you know, for better or worse, Google's a thing. You know, like, yeah, you yeah. they would have taken far less time to punch that shit into Google instead of like, hey, bear, you know, what's the uh, what's the max philosophy and unladen barn swallow? Like, I have no idea. You know, <laughs> At, ask Google. Is that, is that, yeah. Or your, and yeah. Ask what the philosophy was for a laden swallow. I would have known that. An unladen one. I have, well, I have no idea how fast they can fly. Yeah. I, all of my barn swallows are birds of burden. So I've never had an unladen <laughs> one before. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, you guys run into that. You get those questions a yeah. lot too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, and Embry, since I'm gonna go around the table here, we just had we had Bob or T do his. There's a lot of folks watching. Don't know who the hell we are tonight. Some of us, anyway, for sure. And uh, so, so go ahead and tee off, Embry. We're gonna let you give out your spiel, and then we're gonna take a little break. Come back. We're gonna have Sue do his, and then we're gonna get into some some cooler stuff to talk about. You, you Hit mean it I quick talk about myself again. Yeah, we want you to talk about yourself again. You know, damn it, Chris. What, you, what you're always talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, um, so those of you guys who don't know me, uh, I'm Emery, as you can see, right? Uh, where is it? Right there. Um, yeah. So what I do is I do training, and uh, I have my own company, Prime Combat Training. Uh, I also train with uh, with that uh, weird guy with a crooked nose down at the bottom of the picture. 
Um, so Sue and I, Sue and I do a lot of stuff with uh, tactical riflemen. So uh, that is a crew run primarily by my good friend, uh, Carl Erickson. And uh, so we have a YouTube channel and all that, that, that Carl really started it years ago to, to get people to come in and, and put asses in seats to get people to, to come train. And uh, it kind of turned into a monster, but our, our thing is training. So we do uh, the spectrum of firearms training and combatives and CQB and medical and long range and, uh, and that kind of jazz. So that's what we do. We also do a lot of military law enforcement things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's our deal. Uh, and we have, I think, I think one of the things that kind of sets us apart is, you know, there's so much squareness in our training industry in the States. Right. And, and this actually connects really well with, with bears whole situation because, um, you know, because the way they run training is, is how training needs to be right. Once you, once you get your fundamentals down, you gotta, in, in, to use your words, pressure test it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's actually something that Carl's been working very hard on, uh, as he says, rounding my corners off because that's, that's all I knew, right. Coming into this in the civilian world is all right. Yeah, cool. You want to come training? Awesome. It's going to be a long day of suffering and you're going to come out better. Uh, well, it turns out a lot of you guys don't want that. No. <laughs> everybody wants to do cool guy shit till it's time to do cool guy shit so exactly. exactly nothing about doing cool guy shit is actually cool no or fun uh you know yeah or yeah. fun suffering's the name of the game but yeah so you know one of the cool things is that we've gotten to have this kind of holistic approach to it right i mean we have people like one of my best friends ross and christoph who is just i think the best firearms instructor period end of story uh, throw the rest of the book away. Cause there is none. Um, yeah. So we work with him a lot. I've learned, uh, man, he has shifted my entire paradigm paradigm of not only shooting, but training in general, understanding your students, uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, whether I'm working one-on-one -on -one privately with someone or a class or, you know, a, a, a SOCOM team, right. That's stuff that we've now brought in also from the competition slash, uh, uh, philosophical world makes a giant difference, giant difference. And then you put that in the pot together with mixing combatives, knife fighting, whatever on the range, you're getting this big picture driving. Yeah. yeah that's the one I want to do next time with you guys, but Hey, we're going to take a quick second for the, for the necessary shameless plugs guys, bear with us. There's, there won't be many of them. And, uh, we're going to knock this out real quick. Um, and we'll be right back in just a second. Let's talk Fruit Store real quick. Now, I know you guys have seen this stuff in other places, but I actually ordered this. They didn't give it to me, and I was a customer before I became an affiliate with them. This stuff's fantastic. First, it tastes really good. Brickhouse Fuel of Greens, and I really like the berry. This is actually my favorite, the berry flavor one. With this, you get to replace all the vitamins and minerals that are lost through the preservation process. So you want to find a way to supplement that. One scoop of, of Brickhouse Fuel Degrees is your daily serving of fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables. Cool thing about the Brickhouse Fuel Degrees like these, and they have other products too, but this will fit right in the rucksack. One scoop out of this mixed in a glass of water is your daily serving of fruits and vegetables. These things are chock full of superfoods. And this is not a supplement. Brickhouse is food. Check out Brickhouse at the link below, guys. Buy some, give it a shot. I'm a fan. I work, I use it. I think you guys could too. 
I hate watching myself on camera more than I can speak. I don't even like the sound of my own voice. Thank you, Bear. I don't even like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Like, we'll do a video. Mel, go to watch it later. And I'm just like, I, turn that off. Get away from me. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with that, like, at all. So, uh, yeah, I think the people that like hearing themselves, we all do. Those, uh, those people need to not be anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I, I get chastised by Amber. She was like, could you not sit there and watch yourself? I'm like, I'm literally just trying to figure out how to not sound stupid on the video next time. Oh, she's like, no, just, that's not what it is. I just caught the reminder that flashed across the screen. There we go, guys. So we do a giveaway tonight. We're going to give away a, a um, IFAC from Refuge Medical from Bear. Um, and the way we do this is you have to type a hashtag into the comments. You type it, and then it's an automatic draw. We don't do it. Tonight's hashtag is Coke in the White House. Um, not that that would ever happen under any circumstances. Or a guy die in a former president's backyard, and there'd be no video footage of any of these things in modern-day America. We live in fantasy land. There it is. Right there's what you guys are going to do. You're registering to win tonight. Uh, StreamYard will pick the winner, and Bear will ship it out. And Bear, it, you know, let me know what it costs to ship and everything. I'll take care of you. Oh, uh, but man, we appreciate you doing it, man. I got an entire shipping department, homie. It ain't a thing. And also, well, it's going to be literally this one. This one, this bear fact, lived outside for a year. Pressure test, right? This there thing, rain, sleet, sun, hail, all of it. I just left this one outside for a year just to see what would happen to it. Nothing. It's fine. So this is literally the one you're going to get. And uh, for all the bear fanboys out there, you can sniff it. It kind of smells like me now. So, you know, if you want to snuggle up next to it at night, it's, it's all you. Um, I would prefer you'd use it to save a life, but uh, whatever you're into, homie. And FYI, I got to ask you. So that smell is that cigar in desperation? It's yeah, kind of. uh, There's a little bit of whiskey in there as well. Um, (laughs) But uh, I had an entirely different idea of what that might smell like, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) So listen, the the a holes inside of my company have been trying to get me to get a life size bear pillow in the store forever. And uh, I won't do it because some weirdo is going to poke a hole in it in the wrong spot and cuddle up next to it. And I, I'm, I'm not for having no, that. Definitely gonna have, that would happen. Yeah. Just, just ruin that pillow. Just ruin Any, it. Anybody that would buy a life size bear pillow, is, or you should already be on a watch list as far as I'm concerned. We're going to make you a full size thing. It's going to be called the prickly bear. Cousin <laughs> <laughs> was he was a bear. Oh. oh God. Hey, well, Sue, let's let's uh let's give these five folks a little bit of your background so that they all know who you are uh as well. So yeah, I'm the I'm the only handsome one in the group, so bear. So uh yeah, uh, you are, anyway, uh your 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 facial hair deficit is noticeable and um you know because uh, I, I don't faces. I don't have to hide my ugliness like the rest of you guys. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, now I I, I well, retired from I re, I, re, I was in the A one five in fifth group with Carl Erickson, and uh, I've uh, went back to tenth group, and uh, I, I you know the the military has been a lot more woke than people think for you know quite a while, and I ended up calling. Uh, a certain individual on an email, you know, uh, I, I said former action guy, but they, you know, <laughs> they use the acronym and I got in trouble back in 2010. So, uh, 
Uh, let's just say that uh, I did acquisitions after that, but I lucked out and they, they said, hey, you're the worst combo guy the Army ever produced, so we're going we're gonna to give you weapons and ammunition. I said, oh, thank you. Can I have another? You know, let's spank me again. I'll do that. All right. So, so uh, the PSR, uh, a lot of ammunition uh, intakes, uh, getting, uh, getting the entire military to, to use suppressors, even on uh, belt feds, things like that. That's, that, was, that was what I did until I retired up around 2016. And then uh, I worked in the ammunition market after that. So you, know, you talk about dumb questions, you know, uh, and hey, why don't you guys just Google it? They're like, you know, how fast does that, that why, 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 what's the difference between a 270 and a 6.8? And uh, like uh, the way you, you know, one's measured by inches and one's measured by the metric system. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Figure it out. So that kind of thing. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then uh, Carl invited me to come back into a uh, tactical rifleman. And that's, uh, that's where I met Emery and I've, I found my life calling and my, my number one function in life is to irritate Emery Morgenstein. So <laughs> you're incredibly good at it. <laughs> he is actually, and not just to Emery, uh, it's a gift that Sue possesses for most people he's around, but at the end of the day, we all love him. We do. You know, you know by the way, uh, on that note, let me say this publicly for the whole world to hear because my, uh, my, my, my secondary job is also aggravating Sularu. So let me give you guys the best ammunition you can ever get. All you have to do to really piss off Sue is say, Sue, I love you, man. Watch that face. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. You're welcome, Internet. You're welcome, yeah. Internet. Yeah. Thanks. It's like Carl and, and, and a hug, you know? Yeah. Yes. That's how you can get on Carl's nerves in a hurry. Trying to get them go together. Yeah. yeah. So, so I need to see this in the comments, too. A bunch of I love you, Sue's popping up. Oh, yeah. We're all these, we're all these yeah, I love you, yeah. Sue comments. We should have made that the hashtag yeah. tonight. Shit. If there wasn't enough That's porn awesome. on the internet, thanks a lot. Well, <laughs> good job. Good actually, job. whoever just said that's a brilliant idea. Our next giveaway is going to be hashtag I love you, Sue. There you or go. Sue, I love you, Sue. Sue. But you have to spell Sue right, or you don't you get do the you don't get the gift. Hey, look, it's it's hard for a boy named Sue. You know what I'm saying? I'm just you know. Uh, mm. Well, it's 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 actually pretty fashionable now in you know 2023. Yeah, if your dad uh, was a hipster. Back in, back in 1963, when I was born, Damn, was that was brutal. 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 <laughs> Johnny Cash made a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> so a damn hipster. So, dad, yeah, if your dad's a hipster, you're, he'll name you Sue or you know, something like that. Can hipsters uh, even hmm. have children? Is that possible biologically? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. They identify. It's they probably reproduce? something about uh, a feeding schedule and bath time and getting them mixed up, and they just you know sprout more. Like what's mold. that biology class shit where like a cell splits off and forms another cell, right? And they're identical. I mm-hmm. think that's how hipsters reproduce. Maybe yeah, it's just the amoeba like thing, like all the hair gel and beard oil they use, and somehow it starts growing up and it crawls out and it turns into a hipster, just like that. Turns into a hipster. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you one thing, Bear. You said you guys were were in process with Caleb House. Like, where are you at in that process? Like, so we uh, we bought a piece of land and. Um, we bought a piece of land a year and a half ago. 
out in the county and, you know, it's out in the county, out in the middle of nowhere. Turns out that particular county is a pain in the ass and it took a year to a year to get approval to put a water spigot in. And I was like, well, that's going to be a problem because we have to do a lot more than put a water spigot in. So, uh, you know, pivot. We bought another piece of land. We're in the process of selling the first piece of land. Uh, we've closed on the second piece of land and we start dirt work there in two weeks. We're putting up a barn first, um, a 40 by 80, 19 foot high wall barn with concrete slab. We'll put a barn dough inside of it. Uh, that the wall height is intentional. So we can put a two story barn dough inside mm-hmm. of it for a caretaker. Um, and when I say caretaker, think like, you know, guy with a weed whacker with an AR on his back kind of thing. You know, that, yeah. that's what I mean by caretaker. A proper caretaker. Yes. A proper caretaker. Hey, Sue, you know, when you're not busy, you know, come on out. Uh, but it's it's in the middle of nowhere, which is awesome. Um, and so we bought the land. We've already bought the barn kit. Uh, one of a member of the Bear Nation donated us the use of his dozer for the dirt work, which is awesome. We've got wow. the dozer. So we're, we're just about ready to press play there. We have to do some road work because the road going in is not great, but I, I'll take it. Um, and then we're in the yeah, process of, it, it is, it is. And, um, you know, I, I'll, Emory, at some point I'll, I'll show you, uh, the location, you do a little map recon on it, but it's, it's phenomenal as from a nice. security standpoint, it's phenomenal. Nice. Um, so anywho, um, we're about two weeks out from breaking ground there. We had, uh, we just did a whiskey with bear fundraiser down in Dallas, which I'm an idiot. Uh, I didn't realize that there would be that much talking. Um, and then everybody on my staff reminded me, Hey, asshole, it's called whiskey with bear. What did you think it was going to be? So I talked for five hours. Uh, but as a result, we raised a little bit of funds, but we also got, um, a commitment for all of the, an in-kind donation for all of the electrical on property, which is huge. Um, and, um, also the paint, uh, so materials and labor on electrical and materials and labor on paint, which is badass because yeah. we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have the barn and then what we call the big house. And the big house is, um, a, a large building that on two story building on the ground floor has, um, medical rooms in it, one of which has to be used for a SANE exam, which is a um, very unfortunately named exam for essentially what's called a rape kit. And that has to be done in a controlled environment by a medical professional overseen by a badged officer of the law so that we have a clear chain of custody on that, um, that evidence. Otherwise, no clear chain of custody. We can't use that to prosecute assholes after the fact, right? So a couple of different medical rooms, a law enforcement room, an office for our on-staff attorney, an office for our on-staff trauma therapist, uh, offices for the victim services people, which is a fancy way of saying the people who basically facilitate for these kiddos, make sure they got everything that they need, Um, a classroom, kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And then the upstairs is live-in quarters for the executive director on property because I think it's really important that the executive director live on property. The first reason is from a security standpoint, if you're constantly coming and going from a place, just that traffic can attract attention. And unfortunately, some of the people that we take these kids from view these children as their product. And in some cases, they want to get their product back. I'm not 
I'm not welcoming a gunfight, but also FAFO. Like you're not getting these kids back. We're just not doing that. So by having the uh, by having the director and the caretaker and all of our white collar professionals on site, rather than having to take the kids to them all the time, they have offices there. They can come and go as needed, and then the kids can see them as needed. So that's, that's what we awesome. call the. Thank you. Uh, that's what we call the big house. And then we're going to, we're doing the care house, uh, the, the house parents model. So we will have multiple footprints of essentially the same house that has uh, living quarters for a man and his wife and up to six children in each house, uh, including like a classroom in each house for homeschooling, whatever you might have. And on this property, we can fit 10 to 12 care houses on property. Wow. And my goal. My goal is to get 60 more beds up with this first facility because DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is the federal agency that has oversight on human trafficking in the United States of America. Anybody who's a day less than 18 years old or younger is a juvenile human trafficking survivor. Because they're not an adult, they don't have autonomy, they fall under the jurisdiction of DHS at a federal level. So every facility that is going to house these kids has to adhere to the dhs standards cool ours exceed those standards in this country in the entire country there are currently 420 total dhs sanctioned beds in the entire country Eighty-three thousand kids per month go missing and we have 420 beds total so the first caleb house which is what we are building now we aim to get 60 beds online then after we build that one, I'm going to build another one and another one and another one. And I want to be the, the Ronald McDonald of aftercare facilities for anti-human trafficking. And uh, I'm just going to keep building these places. We, the Bear Nation, has been instrumental in this. We are just going to keep building these places until we don't need them anymore, until we've worked ourselves out of a job. Because we believe deeply in breaking generational curses. Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And the recidivism rate, somebody who was abused as a child, it's well into the 90th percentile that they themselves will become a victimizer rather than a victim if you don't correct that behavior when they're younger. So it's a two pronged approach. The first is with the children. We need to put those kids back together again. They've had mental, physical, emotional, spiritual trauma because of what has happened to them. We got to fix that. And I am not the guy for that. I don't know how to do that. But I do know how to network with the people that do know how to do that. And we're doing that. We got to put the kids back together so that they don't become a problem when they're older. And that's, that's the first prong. The second prong is every offender in the United States, which the United States is number one in the world for this bullshit. Every offender yeah. is st statistically responsible for 82 victims. Not 82 incidents, not 82 crimes, 82 victims statistically. And so we also need to jam up bad guys as much as we can. So we need to jam up bad guys as much as we can and fix as many kids as possible until this problem goes away. And that might be in what the entrepreneurial space they call a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> Sue me. Yeah. I can't think of a better thing to point myself towards than that. Right. I don't know of another thing that's more impactful than that. 
And so that's the the overarching strategic vision of what Caleb House is. We're not we're not building a house. We're building a future for these kids. And while we're in the process of building that, we are also simultaneously on the back end. Uh, we've built a damn good civilian S2 shop and we integrate with a lot of people from the federal level on down to the local level to make sure that bad shit happens to bad people so that the people who are out there perpetrating this bullshit, they get what's coming to them. And we don't on open channels. We don't talk a lot about that because means and methods can't be exposed because I don't want the bad guys to know how we do that. But we do. And that's super cool. And we've been we've been blessed to partner with people from. Pick an agency, pick an organization, pick a unit, people who have reached out on their own time, on their own dime. We want to help you do what you do. And that's incredibly humbling. That's the jam up bad guys course of action. The other one, fixed kids course of action is where Caleb House, the facility comes into play. And um, we're currently fundraising to raise the 1.5 million it's going to take to build out the big house and the first care home. And uh, we actually have coming up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 8th through 10th of next year. So springtime, we're doing the refuge ruckus. And the we're it's a three-day event, so it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On Friday, we'll have uh, speakers, vendors, presenters, food, live music, the whole nine, kind of like uh, kind of like a prepper con kind of thing, right? People can get together, hang out, exchange information. You know, if they want to buy a knife or a bug out bag or whatever, they can do that. And we'll have people, you know, speaking, presenting, blah blah blah. Saturday for us is a day of rest. So if people want to get together and read the word with us, they can. If they don't, cool. Hang out in your hotel room, go see the city, whatever you want to do. Sunday morning, we ruck. And we are rucking right through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas. And uh, the average age of a juvenile human trafficking uh, victim is 12 years old. And the average weight of a 12 year old is 101 pounds. And so I'm carrying 50 and a half. I got a brother who's carrying the other 50 and a half. And uh, we're going to encourage as many people as we can to sign up for the ruckus. And the idea is you and your circle of influence, you get people to sponsor you for this ruck. We ruck through downtown. If people say, I'll give you 10 bucks a mile and you ruck five miles, that's 50 bucks. Right. And it's a fundraiser for Caleb House. We're going to take those funds, turn around and put them right into the construction budget for building the facility. So that's a long winded answer to your short question, but that's, that's what we're doing at Caleb house. The idea here is to break generational curses, fix these kids because everybody focuses on the rescue and they should rescue is important, but they focus on the rescue because it's the sexy shit. Let's throw our plate carriers on. We'll stack up on this door. We'll bang the door. We'll run in. We'll grab the bad guys, grab the kids. Everybody high fives. We go drink a few beers and that's the end of it. But what do I do with this kid? Yeah, that's that's like the prepper community's concept of the IFAC, right? They think that since they've got their IFAC, they're always good to go with no concept of aftercare. Like if I got to put a tourniquet on something or somebody, how do I then, without a higher level of care, convert that tourniquet later? Dude, and most exactly. people don't even know what that term means, let yeah. alone how to do it. And again, well, so for, the, for everybody watching, because I know a lot of Bears folks are in here, I'm going to say we do a show after this, too. Um, it's through my Patreon, 
and you can join it for a dollar and then cancel it. I don't care if you guys want to come in. It's called On the Rocks, um, it's, and it's we do it on Rumble. Um, so that'll be coming up, and we run a quick little promo so you guys can see that, and we'll do that real quick, and we'll be right back. The First Amendment says freedom of speech. It doesn't say unless it hurts somebody's feelings. Haven't had enough yet? Stick around for the after show. Bolder, grittier, angrier. On the Rocks with Angry American and the Gang is coming up next. Well, Bear's gone. He'll be back. He probably ran to the head. Clouds. <laughs> oh, man. Where were you this week, Emery? Were you, oh, or, where was I? Where was I? Were you man. out and about? I, I'm always out and about, you know, I, I come home for like, I give my dog a high five and then I'm off to the next thing. But uh, we had uh, actually kind of an interesting week that I, that I did want to bring up. Um, I had Rawson out here for a couple of weeks actually beforehand and we were doing training. We were actually specifically preparing for a training that I have coming up uh, for a, a military unit. Um, where I have to be teaching a lot of Ross and stuff. So we've been doing a lot of prep. We have some cool new things that we're going to be putting out to the public soon. But then we went right from there into a three-day class that we just ran called high-risk travel. And so that just got done. I just got home uh, uh, from that. And that's that's a pretty cool, unusual thing that we do. So it's kind of teaching people how to how to travel places in the sense of, securing themselves uh how to plan how to pack all that stuff there's a lot of classroom stuff in the beginning but then we get into how do you plan routes how do you go about your business and how do you detect if you're being surveilled what to do about it um we do some handcuff picking and getting out of various uh things we call that escapology so we uh we do a lot of that and and to be honest i mean that's not the most useful thing but everybody wants it. Why wouldn't we do the fun stuff too? Well, it's, uh, it's that's not a very useful thing until you find yourself in restraints, then it's a critical yeah. skill. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to destroy one of our uh, final exercises in the class by spreading it all over the internet, but you know, you're going to be put in some uncomfortable situations, very controlled. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing isn't to get stuck somewhere and handcuffed and duct taped and bag over your head and everything in a t- confined space. The idea isn't even to get out as a starting point. The idea is more just let yourself embrace the suck. Be okay with it now. Cause you're in a safe environment with us watching over your shoulder, making sure you're good to go and start feeling okay with things like that. So that, you can start calming yourself down and actually get yourself out because when you freak out, nothing happens. It's just going circling right back around to what bear was saying about the, the, you know, pressure testing, right? That's what all training is. If you don't do it under uh, conditions of adrenal activation, don't do it. Don't bother. Yeah, it's like Alan. And that's, a, and that's, that's, what, that's what I'll caveat uh, behind Emory. There is, uh, if you don't, if you don't uh, institute some kind of realism in your training, or if you, if you half-ass your training, or uh, and and we see students goof off and and kind of ruin it for everybody else by just you know uh, you know uh, make it turn it into a slapstick comedy hour. If, if 
if people aren't taking this serious and they they don't try to induce some kind of uh, realism into their training, then when the the rubber hits the road, they're 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 right back to square one, and emotions usually override their their training. So that's uh, that's just yep. that's just me. And and on a on a quick note, Bear, uh, during that during that week that Emery was talking about, I was had my AR-10 slung over my shoulder while I was weeding the range for Emery and Carl. And I'm covered in chiggers now. So I hope your land out there in Texas, you're right there on the border. Chiggers, no chiggers. So hopefully you're in a county where there's no chiggers because I would rather jump into a pool of white sharks than deal with <laughs> chiggers. I'll tell you what, Sue, we'll, we'll get a thousand guinea hens and you can tend the guinea hen flock that'll eat all the chiggers and ticks so that you won't get bit when you're weed eating with the AR-10 on your back. Bear, I, I took you for a smart that. If we're going to get animals and put Sue in charge of animals, man, right. we're going to send you back to school. Emory, have you ever well, seen I, a I guinea hen? I want a picture of that. Guinea hens need, with AR-10 and weed eating. I mean, it, yeah. we need a picture. Guinea hens need nothing from nobody. Like, they're they're yeah. sovereign. <laughs> they're completely sovereign. They are. They and, are. And, and they'll let you know about it because they make a lot of noise to let you yeah, know. That, yeah, I'm still here. This is my yard now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that my favorite thing about a guinea hen is how it tastes. Other than that, you can keep them. Not, I hate guineas. They're good on snakes too, though. Man, we used to have them. They will, they will eliminate every snake you have laying around. I mean, they just take everything out. They're killing machines. The last hey. guinea hen that I had, I killed on camera in the middle of a video because I was trying to read my Bible on camera, and it ran from 150 yards away. Got 15 yards from me, got on top of a round bale and just whap, 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 I was like, you know what? F this. Boom. 185 gram plus P blew the guinea apart. And it's like, so anyway, back to Matthew chapter five. Yeah. Oh, God. May you rest in peace. Hey, I want to say one thing, and then I've got something we're going to have Henry talk on for just a minute here, too. But from all of us, I know I can say this, that if you ever need any help with this stuff, you know, Sue's in North Carolina. Emory's usually in Indiana-ish or Kentucky. I'm down here in Florida. More network, you know, as, as we all do these things. So uh, never hesitate to reach out if there's something that happens in our AO that we can assist with or if you just need help. Just just give us a shout, man. Always. Thank you very much. No, on, on that note, Bear, I was going to ask, with your whole description you gave us, uh, you know, it's oh. such a, an incredible cause. I'm not even talking about refuge medical and all those things, which are awesome. Uh, in just helping people personally, but everything with the the Caleb affair that you're doing, how do people watching this go help you? What what is needed? How do they reach out? What do they do? There we go. Uh, thank you, um, Caleb with a K, CalebHouse.org, and um, sign up for the newsletter. And uh, if if you are convicted to donate, then we would absolutely welcome your donation. If you're not, no sweat. I'm not. I'm not out here to shill for anything or anybody. Um, and I, I never want to be one of those guys that you know raises a hundred million dollars to buy a plane to fly to Africa to preach the word. You know, uh, that's not. It's not what I'm about. But um, right now, we're we're in the fundraising stage uh, for Caleb House, Caleb with a K dot org, and uh, we also.
are welcoming in-kind donations. So if you're a, a framer, a roofer, an electrician, HVAC technician, concrete guy or girl, um, lighting specialist, carpets, everything it takes to build a house. Um, there, I will tell you right now, there is a background check and it's significant. You will have to jump through some hoops because the location of the facility is controlled information. Because uh, again, OPSEC, legitimate OPSEC, not just prepper porn fantasy OPSEC, but it's legitimate operational security. Um, so if you can pass a roto router from my analysts who all used to work for no such agency, cool. Um, but uh, we need in-kind donations and we need funds for building materials and construction. And then after that, uh, the next step from there is we need people who are convicted to be house parents. And that's probably the hardest part about what we do because you live in a house with a kid that's broken and your job is to love them and unbreak them. And that's so overlooked, man. And what Caleb house does is rather than taking these kids and putting them back into the system, back into the foster care system or, or making them state property, putting them into an orphanage, which by the way, the likelihood that somebody who has been trafficked will be re-trafficked is 77% statistically. Um, so rather than putting them back in that situation, many of them were trafficked from that situation in the first place. We have to have, uh, we have to have a way to break this generational curse, to break the cycle. And so Caleb House functions as a cutout. Instead of going back into the system, they come over here to us where we raise them up in the way that they should go, give them vocational training, you know, teach them, um, provide access to all the white collar professionals that they need. Um, you know, that's Dr. Trevor, um, AVT, the angry Viking therapist, awesome brother of mine, awesome, awesome guy. And he talks about everybody has trauma. Some people have big T trauma one or two critical events in their life and other people have little t trauma where it's dozens hundreds of small traumas micro traumas that build up to in either case create a chemical imbalance in your brain where you just simply can't function anymore these kids have a combination of both they have big t trauma and little t trauma and you have to have somebody who's way smarter than i am help them unpack that so that that baggage doesn't end up destroying their life when they're older um, you know, some of these kids, man, uh, again, you know, like you can't put a boy and a girl in the same room. You can't really put two kids in the same room because they will, they will do shit to each other that they don't mm -hmm. even know is wrong, but it was done to them. And so it's a learned behavior. And we've had to have conversations with some of these kids like, Hey, you can't do that. Yeah. You, you can't do that. You can't have sex with other people. And they're like, what do you mean? That's I'm not having sex, but like, no, that's sex. They didn't even know that that's what that was because they were not of age when that first happened to them. Right. And so it, it takes somebody who's way smarter than I am to put those kids back together again. And so the trauma therapists, attorneys, house parents are also a critical need when we get to that juncture. And I feel like I'm talking a whole lot, so I'll shut up. Now. <laughs> well, we got we still got a few minutes, Chris. Chris, one, one yeah, second. Let me add, right, and then T. Go, go ahead. ahead. Let me add something yeah. to what Bear's saying because uh, there's there's been a few run-ins that I've had uh, with with your stuff where 
you know, and <laughs> I wish I was Conus when this was going on, but every time there's a natural disaster, every time there's a big deal. And when you and I met at first, there's a bunch of stuff going on down South with storms and stuff and tornadoes. Right. And you guys no shit, get in your vehicles. You get a bunch of good rednecks together and you go and you rebuild shit, right? You go rebuild, you clean stuff up, you help people, you bring tons of food. You don't charge people anything. Uh, and, and that's, that's a big thing. I think that, that I would like for you to have mentioned as well. Right. Because that's huge guys. This is what's missing in our damn country, right? All this bullshit we keep talking about with all the division and Republican and Democrat, all this garbage guys, get in your fucking car, go help bear fix things. Yeah. Charity's supposed to come from the community, not from the state. Thank you. You know, yeah. Everybody thinks it's the church, but it's not even the church. It's the community. We're supposed to take care of ourselves, take care of each other. What are you going to say, T? Well, I mean, just right on that. I mean, not to get all biblical with it, but, you know, when we talk about the church, it's where two or three are gathered together. It's it's not just a building, right? It's about coming together. And one thing I, I just wanted to say with what Bear is doing, helping children out, the, I'm not saying the elitist, the evil in this world, focuses on children for a reason all right so you have to have people like bear as well picking up the pieces because that's what this world is about you have evil doing bad things to our children we have schools uh teaching these kids ridiculous things uh and and and, and uh you know the sickos of this world it, it, this is a sick world and they focus on children because that's innocence and that's what's gonna uh that that's the next generation if you destroy that then you destroy the, the country, right? So props to props to Bear. Uh, man, what you're doing is awesome and is super necessary, 110%, because this world is geared towards destroying children. And yes, so you're doing, you're fighting that. Let me, uh, I've talked a lot this evening and I appreciate you letting me talk, but I, I want to add one more thing. I'm not special. A hundred years ago, what we do with our organizations was just normal. That's just what neighbors did. That's what, well, good what the village did. did. It was what the village did. Hundred percent. And so we need um, we need more just normal people to do abnormally good shit. It's not that difficult. It's not. It's not that even difficult. It's not even abnormally good, Bear. It's just the right thing to do at any given moment. You know, like it, this is a tiny, stupid little thing, but just an example. And one day I pulled three people's cars out of the, out of, off the side of the road, out of the ditch or whatever. One of them being an Amazon truck. Just because I was driving by, there they were. And, and that's what you're supposed to do. You see somebody in need, you stop and give them a hand. You know, and if it's the entire community in need, then everybody's come together at the moment. Our entire country is in need. Um, and, and we all need to come together. We can't seem to do that. Uh, that's a tall order. But if, if we would come together locally in our communities, individually, you know, each individual community started coming together, then we could start building that back. But, you know, there's a there's a plan in motion that wants to destroy any kind of unity. That well, and it's, uh, it's 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 the monetization of uh, you know, foster homes, orphanages and things like that. Yeah. And uh, uh I'm I'm really glad to hear about something like the Caleb house because my, my wife had the empty nest syndrome about five years ago. 
And we tried to go through the Baptist church and adopt a young boy. Uh, and uh, the state came in and I'm, I'm, I was the number one NCO for weapons and ammunition. And she, she's basically said, well, if you want to be a foster parent or if you want to adopt this boy, not to mention that it's going to cost us, you know, up to $50,000 for parenting classes, but you can't have any guns in your house. And I'm like, uh, well, that's, that's something we teach our other young boys is guns are not a plaything; They're not a toy. And all the other boys are just fine with it. So, but anyway, it sounds to me like the Caleb house tries to take all, all the bureaucracy out of it and they concentrate on the kids. And that's what, that's exactly what needs to be uh, the focus is getting the help to the children and helping them to be kids because I cannot understand for the life of me. And I was a prison guard. So uh, the, the lowest, the lowest, human inside the prison system are the sex offenders because you know a lot of convicts also have families and things like that but i most of us don't understand how anybody can sexualize children children are children they don't have a sex to me they're 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 just children yeah. you know and i'm not trying to minimize them but they should be allowed to have a childhood before they even talk about anything sexual or anything you know being abused in in any kind of way they should, every every child in this country, in this world, should have the right to be a child. You know, that's 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 simple. You know, hey, Bear, you got, uh, you, you got a few more minutes you can hang out? Because I know we're at nine o'clock, which is an hour, but I still got one other thing I want to bring up for, for Emory because I want to get Emory's take on something that's happening right now. I'm 100% on your timeline, brother. And I'm, awesome. I'm probably the reason we ran over. So I apologize. That's not, hey, no, that's bro. That's why we had you here. I mean, me and you haven't talked in shit. It's been a couple several years now at this point. Um, I get busy trying to write books and doing all the other crap that I do too. And, and, and it's good to catch up. It's good to sit around with guys like this. And, and, uh, and, and every, the thing I wanted, wanted you to talk about a little bit tonight so that people here can get a better idea of is, is what's happening in Israel with the, the protests, the Supreme Court stuff, the basically the color revolution that's being attempted inside of Israel at the moment. And just so people can get your take as, as a, you know, someone from there, you know, you know the scoop. So, so enlighten us a little bit about what's going on there, man. Let, let me do this, because this is such a huge topic, right? I, I will speak to this briefly uh, yeah. now. And then what we'll do is I'll just give you a, a 30,000 foot kind of, sentence overview kind of deal and next week um if if there's interest we can delve into it a little more deeply when we're not at an hour and two minutes give but, us a little uh, more two two sentences just yeah come uh, two sentences plus three words yeah. so okay, the, the line, let me start this way <laughs> the israeli government has lost its freaking mind okay and one of the most beautiful things about the way American government is structured, and there's a lot of ugly, don't get me wrong, right? But uh, one of the beautiful things here is the way that checks and balances are set up, right? We have your three branches, and then you have your Supreme Court that can call bullshit on any, any other one, right? To, just to be super on the surface. And Israel is not set up that way. There are checks and balances, but there's essentially... Uh, there's the Knesset, which is parliament. And then there's the Supreme court, right? So the Supreme court is the only thing checking these 
horrible human politician pieces of crap, right? Uh, so the short and skinny is Bibi Netanyahu, who's the prime minister again. Uh, he's been prime. We don't have term limits, which I think is something that needs to come about. Uh, he's been prime minister way too long. The piss has gone to his head, as we say in Hebrew, meaning he's he's just completely uh, intoxic- intoxicated by his own power. He is under uh, four criminal indictments. I believe one went away. So three, I mean, serious indictments, serious court cases that have been going on for years, uh, all of which have to do with uh, with him being incredibly corrupt. By the way, I will say this, the truly evil part of him is is his wife, right? She is pure evil. And uh, and you don't have to believe me. You don't have to take my uh, take my word for it. Literally look up a picture of her on Google. You'll be like, yep, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. You know how some people you can just see you're like that. That is evil. So anyway, that's the background. The reason I'm getting into that background is because I believe that a lot of what he's doing, a lot of what his government is doing right now uh, is really, he's kind of building that up to protect himself from going to jail uh, because he is guilty of a lot of these things. And you know, it's, it's pretty bad. So, so what they're doing and the reason for all the, um, all the uprising, and it's not a violent uprising. It's actually kind of a beautiful example of, of what people should do when the whole country is fed up with this government BS um, but it, there's been a lot of peaceful protests. Nothing's gotten terribly out of hand. They've blocked roads. They've done some stuff that really kind of messes with daily life, but, uh, but not violence. So what kicked this off is a couple of separate things. One, uh, the government has decided, uh, that what they're going to do with the Supreme court is, they want to limit the Supreme Court, meaning if if something is passed in in our Congress or our parliament, um, the Supreme Court, you know, if it's passed beyond a certain percentage or whatever, and I'll, I'll give the actual description and everything next week. Uh, essentially, there's not much the Supreme Court can do about it. They can't just say, yeah, no, that's illegal. No, don't do it. And in Israel, the Supreme Court, I can say, you know, there's a lot of horrible things you can say about our Supreme Court. but it has been very much the ethical uh, litmus, right, to a lot of the stuff going on. And they have put the kibosh on a lot of things that were like, mm, no, that's that's not OK, government. So now he's trying to restructure it, restructure how they uh, admit judges into the Supreme Court, all these things. That's kind of part one. Part two of this is how he's done it in terms of building his coalition, something we can speak about later, but we don't have a two party system. And so when you get voted in, you take however many mandates, however many votes you got from the people, um, and you have to pass 61% out of the 120 seats, right? So 61 uh, seats, I'm sorry, 51%. So you have to pass 61 uh, seats in order to uh, actually have power. So let's say you got 48 votes. Uh, now you have to build a coalition with other parties to get to that 61 plus. And what he always does is he goes with the ultra Orthodox parties who, okay, whatever, you know, you have a religious thing, but, uh, what people need to understand is these people are not connected to reality. And, uh, and I'm not talking about religious people in general. I'm talking about these specific organizations of, uh, they're almost like cults, right. Um, and, uh, 
And so what happens is they, they're very self-interested. Uh, they don't have any relationship whatsoever with the rest of the people in the country. And, uh, and so all the laws they try to, to, uh, oppose on people are just insane and so you know here you have a minister of of interior security who never served a day in his life in the military in a country where everybody has to serve Uh, and he didn't serve because he was a religious extremist who went and tried to do stupid things and and got himself in trouble with the law and so the army was like nope we don't need pieces of crap like you that's who's running our police forces now that's who's making all these decisions and so um And so it's, you know, it's a a severe, severe issue. Another thing, uh, and the reason I bring up these people is because one of the things they've been doing, and there's, there's another minister like that, same exact thing, didn't serve in the military, military didn't want him because he was a nutbag, uh, who's also in charge of a lot of that stuff. So these people have come out and made statements, Never mind if the statements, what meaning was behind them, right? Words have a meaning. And they made statements like, oh, this city that terrorists came out of, Uh, We have to go bomb that city and flatten it to the ground. Now, among us, if you say something like that, ha ha, cool, move on to the next topic. We know what you mean. When you're a politician that holds that kind of power and you make statements like that, I, as a warfighter fighting under your decisions, have to know that you're going to send me to do things that our country's ethical code is built on, right? Um, and so that's created a whole thing inside of the military now where you're having a lot of people, a lot of people, especially in reserve. And I'll explain reserve here later because it's not like it works here. Uh, but a lot of reservists and a lot, you know, are saying, nope, I'm not coming in under this government. I will not do this because I cannot take the chance of dropping a bomb on a city because I was told to full of civilians. That's just not how we work. Um, we have the most ethical, I believe, military on the planet. And I say that with a lot of confidence and, uh, and that's, what's happening again next week. When we have some time, I can get into exactly how that's affecting, uh, global security, how that's affecting Israel's security in terms of the shifting balance of power in the middle East. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, that's, that's the, the basic idea. And, uh, uh, he, he will not come off that tree. He will not come off that tree. So that's, as brief as I can make that without getting into details. Oh, well, that's what I just, that's all I wanted, man. I wanted you to, uh, to be able to get a little detail and I'm, I'm going through here and getting some of your super chats in bear for your folks that have been, uh, been dropping the dime on you tonight, uh, helping out your, your awesome cause. And, and to you guys watching, like I said, we, we do another thing after this called on the rocks. Uh, it's, not formatted or script. None of this is scripted, but not really formatted. We just kind of sit around and, and uh, shoot the shit for a little bit. And uh, that's over on rumble. There's, there should be links down below. If you're watching this where you can do it. And we're over, we're already like nine, an hour and 10 minutes. And if you guys want to, we'll, we'll kill this. We'll jump over there for a little while. And uh, we'll, we'll continue the, uh, the fun here because this has actually been a great show. Man. Yeah. I'm glad you've been here. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you being here. Is there anything you want to put out real quick? Last thing, I'm going to have the guys kind of go around the horn here, but is there anything that, that you want to put out, something you want folks to see, where you want them to find you, any of that? Just just go ahead and put it out. He's like, I think I said it all. All right. So, I, T, you got anything to say? Really? Are you going to spin that uh, that dial to see who gets that 
They are smelling we're going to do that in just a minute. I'm going to let you guys kind of wrap it up, <laughs> and then we're going to do our giveaway before we go away. So that's how you yeah. keep them here at cool. the end. So you can, now, anything uh, else? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, that's uh, Bear. Great job on what you're doing, man. Uh, you you go above and beyond. You know, you, you're it's important. I can't stress it enough. You know, taking care of kids. How how can you put anything above that? So awesome job. All right, Sue. You got anything you want to close out with? Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that I got to hear all this, and I can't wait to uh, actually get down there to Texas uh, next October and see it, see it for myself. I'll be there with uh, Emery and Carl. Uh, we'll be doing our Patreon course down there, so I'm sure I will make an effort to maybe show up early and bring my nail bag with me. I know a little bit about framing, and uh, I just want everyone to notice that Emery forehead is now a five head. So. <laughs> all right guys here we're gonna go do our giveaway real quick now this is an automated thing we don't get to pick bear heads no input neither do we so we're gonna we're gonna roll the big wheel here and see who gets to win uh bears i think which is the same one i carry on my belt actually the ones i got from you back in the day bear i still told him it's a pretty go. good kit yes yeah it's a great kit it's perfect there we go kentucky freedom nice is that one of your Kentucky known uh, entities? One of your one of your your. your uh... I, I don't recognize that name. I think okay. that's awesome. I think awesome. that's awesome. There we go, Kentucky Freedom. Um, you need to. There you go. Shoot an email to Russ at angryamerican.com um, or Chris. Actually, just send it to me so I can coordinate with Bear. Otherwise, Russ is just going to be talking to me. Email Chris angryamerican.com. I'll coordinate with Bear. We will get you your IFAC shipped out. And with that, guys, we're going to close this out. We're going to jump over on the Rumble. Um, where we'll keep doing this for a little bit longer. Just, you know, as long as everybody wants to hang out. Appreciate you guys being here. And we do this every week, same time, with the same clan, except we always have a special guest. This week was Bear. And Bear, we're going to bring you on again for sure, bro, because we all, we need to talk some more. So Love it. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you guys know the drill. Be good or be good at it. We'll catch you next time. If you think solar panels are going to save this country, the government's blown sunshine up your butt. Haven't had enough yet? Stick around for the after show. Bolder, grittier, angrier. On the Rocks with Angry American and the gang is coming up next.